welcome to our first seven-minute quest at Church of Pond, where we come together to know God the Father by following Jesus, His Son. I'm Steve, and thank you for joining me today. For me, the word quest stirs thoughts about a search for truth or understanding, an adventure. A quest is the kind of story that's filled with heroes and trusted guides, failures and victories. You may be thinking that seven minutes doesn't seem to be a lot of time to flesh out an idea, but sometimes brevity is best. Time is of the essence, so let's get started. Today's question, is coming to faith, becoming a believer in God through Jesus Christ, best defined as a moment in time or more accurately part of a larger process? Let's begin in John chapter 3 and verse 1, where we find Jesus speaking with an important Jewish spiritual leader. Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. And Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Later in the conversation, Jesus tells him, beginning in verse 14, And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. And that was verse 17 of John chapter 3. When Jesus talks with Nicodemus about being born again, having eternal life, and that the world might be saved through him, what does that mean? Is salvation intended to be a one-time acknowledgement of Christ that covers our sin for all time, assuring us of eternal life? Or is there also a broader process that the Lord intends for each of us as a lifelong focus? Allow me to give these examples from my personal experience. I first met the Lord at a church camp when I was 10 years old. My mom knew I'd be homesick being away from family for an entire week, so she hid my stuffed Scotty dog at the bottom of my sleeping bag, just in case. He was a great dog, scotch plaid cap, smoking a black pipe. I still might have him. I remember that later in the week, one of the pastors prayed during the evening chapel service and something connected with me deeply. And since the Dutch Reformed Church I grew up in didn't have altar calls, once I got back to the cabin and crawled into my bunk, it was me, Scotty, and the Lord in what was for me a lengthy time of prayer. I asked God to reveal himself to me and, as a child, just 10 years old, I came to faith that day. At age 13, I attended an ecumenical gathering in Troy, New York, called Celebration Good News. The event started on a Friday night, and the keynote speaker was a man named Scott Ross, who had recently founded a Christian community called Love In, about three hours' drive away. In a small group the next day, a spirit-filled nun shared her testimony and later laid her hand on me and prayed. That night, a band called New Wine, made up of musicians from the Love In Fellowship, encouraged us to loosen our cultural inhibitions and like King David, dance before the Lord. I did, and it was life-changing. As a teenager, I came to faith that day. At age 19, I ended up face-to-face -face with the Lord when he asked me if I was ready to get it on with him. Was I serious about following him, or did I just want to play around? 
I said yes to him, and as an adult, came to faith that day. A few months later, I was baptized in an old cistern inside a dusty old dairy barn. And there have been other such encounters since. Each time I've done business with the Lord has built on the other, drawing me closer to Him and to His purposes. Was I saved at age 10, 13, or 19? Does it even matter? And as important as our memorable stories might be to recall and testify about, what some call mountaintop experiences, isn't every day significant? As we read, Jesus instructed Nicodemus that each of us must be born again. This phrase, born again, appears in the Bible only once, yet the command, follow me, appears more than 50 times in the New Testament. If our main concern is a moment of salvation, the danger is that our primary focus becomes consumed with whether our personal fire insurance is in place. That's not the way of a disciple. So what if I'd settled to live out the faith of my 10-year-old self? Would I still go to heaven? I believe the Bible teaches yes. However, is this God's highest desire for us, or is it the follow-me part? So many people talk about the date of their conversion and share this for decades whenever they're asked to give a testimony. May I encourage you to not settle for only one conversion. Rather, expect them daily in your journey as a disciple of Jesus. This is a good time to remind us of our foundational scripture at Church of Pod. It comes from Philippians chapter 3, verses 10 and 11 that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to his death, if by any means I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. So how do we do? Was the seven-minute quest worthwhile? Please let us know. Next week, we plan to introduce the first of many promised interviews that I'm calling Stories from the Saints. We can learn so much hearing life lessons from other believers, and we don't do this nearly enough. Thank you for joining me at Church of Pod. Our email address is churchofpod at gmail.com and our website is churchofpod.com. Until we come together again next week, may the Lord truly bless you.